Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Kakaw, welcome to the podcast. This is Josh. There's Chuck. Kakaw. That's right. That's our best turkey. Yeah, that was not a turkey. Yes, it was. I believe that was the signal uh, that the the police are coming. That Owen Wilson used in Bottle Rocket. Kakaw. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Sorry. Nice hipster reference, Chuck. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. I thought that made me a big nerd. No, no, it's, it was a cool movie, and everybody should know about it. Yeah. Um, so turkeys, turkeys. Yes, mm-hmm. let's. Ta- I'm not saying it. Say it. No. Let's, let's talk turkey. Damn. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we are talking turkey. Uh huh. Um, it's almost Thanksgiving. Yes, it is. And I'm I'm getting a little hungry. Yeah, it's my favorite holiday. Yeah. Is it really? Uh huh. That's weird. Is it? Yeah. What's well, yours? Arbor Day. Flag Day. Flag Day? <laughs> no, really. Uh, Thanksgiving's your favorite holiday. Yeah. Why? Well, uh, I enjoy the, the, the rituals of the football. Mm-hmm. I like the meal. Yeah. I like the, the sentiment behind it, giving thanks and being thankful. What about presents? You get no presents on Thanksgiving. Uh, my present is being off work for a few days and laying around and uh, drinking <laughs> Uh <laughs> That is, that's, that is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I had no idea, Chuck, and, and fantastic. You were the first person I've ever met whose favorite holiday was Thanksgiving. Well, that's you cool. Get out more. My collection is growing more replete. What's your favorite holiday, though? Christmas. Really? Oh, yeah. I like Christmas, too, but there's the whole uh, you know, shopping thing and the greed of uh, the companies. It's all It taints it a bit, in my opinion. The greed is only it only goes as far as you let it. You know, true, true. If you buy somebody a present you think is appropriate and not right. too excessive, they're not going to like shove it back in your face right. and say, "You take this back and double what you paid for it." Right. Yeah. I just mean more along the lines of the consumerism as a whole. No, I understand. But yeah, I'm not. I'm off my soapbox. Well, let's let's get back to Chuck's favorite holiday, yeah. Thanksgiving. And um, actually, everything you know about Thanksgiving is wrong. Me? Everybody? Everybody? Most people? Right. Well, actually, I shouldn't say most things. You know those elementary school pageants that, you know, a lot of us are going to be forced to go watch this season? Sure. Or have seen already, Mm -hmm. scarily enough. Those are actually fairly accurate. Yeah. As far as the the pilgrims and the Native Americans sitting down together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is very much the bare bones of the story. Right. The wardrobe is off, apparently. Yeah. No buckles. Pilgrims didn't wear the, they don't look like the Quaker Oats guy. Or they, apparently they only wore black and white on Sunday. Yeah. And the yeah. buckles, again, didn't come into fashion until about 50 or 60 yeah. years later. Much later. Yeah. Um, so the buckles, you, you almost never saw a, um, you know, the cartoon turkeys dressed like a pilgrim. Very rarely did you see that in North America in the 17th century. Right. Um, I've been working on that one. It gets no laughs ever. You want to repeat it? <laughs> we'll move on. Might be funnier the second time. So, yeah, there was there was a guy named Squanto. Uh-huh. Uh, there were... Puritan settlers, right. a.k.a. the pilgrims, and they did sit down for a feast. Yep, and they landed on Plymouth Rock. Yeah, there was a lot more to the story, though. All right, so uh, you want me to give you a little background here, Chuck? Please do. Okay, so basically the the Puritans, and it wasn't just the Puritans who settled Plymouth. Um, there was actually another group called the Strangers who thought the Puritans were complete religious wackos. Really? Oh, yeah. They, they did not really get along very well. Uh-huh. Um, but they were all in it together. They called themselves the Strangers? Uh, no, I think the Puritans called them the Strangers. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of them were Catholic. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
they all they were all in it together because they were all in deep, mm-hmm. really really big trouble. When they landed, it was November sixteen twenty, right. so they showed up just in time for a harsh northeastern winter. Yeah. Um, and within ideal. the first four months, 48 of the first, of the original 100 people died. Yeah. We're talking dying of exposure, of starvation, like horrible ways to die. Yeah. And the people who survived the winter weren't much better off than yeah, the imagine. ones who died. Yeah. They still had no shape. idea what they were doing. Like they brought some, uh, types of grain with them that wouldn't grow in North America. Right. Um, they didn't know what they were getting into at all. No. No, they, they wouldn't didn't. have said, "Hey, let's land in Massachusetts in November." I bet it's nice. Exactly. Um, so there was one big stroke of luck that would actually prove to be enormous luck. Um, they found a deserted um, Wapanoag uh, settlement uh, called Pawtucket. Right. Uh, Pawtucket actually abandoned is a bad word. It's um, actually it was deserted because pretty much the entire population had been decimated by smallpox. Uh-huh which was courtesy of um, English explorers and traders who'd come through and said, hey, and here's some smallpox. Right. right. Thanks for that. So um, it was it was abandoned. It was deserted. There was no one living there, basically just bones laying around. But the structures were still there. So the pilgrims move into this village. Now, it just so happens that a guy named Squanto mm-hmm. had grown. That was his home village. That's where he'd grown up. Right. But he wasn't there when the smallpox hit, or else he would have likely died with everybody else. Right. He was actually in England. There was a, depending on who you ask, he was either sponsored by an English trader and sent to England to be educated, or he was shipped to England as a slave, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't know this, but the Puritans actually uh, helped set off the uh, slave trade in North America. Before we visited Africa, we used Native Americans as slaves, and we right. shipped them back to England commonly. Um, either way, Squano was educated in England and he'd been away from several years. He comes home to his home village to find a bunch of white people squatting there. Right. But it just so happens that the, this group of white people are starving. They're on the verge of death. And all of a sudden, one of the handful of Native Americans who can speak English in, in, on the North American continent at that time show up out of the wilderness and says, let me help. It's crazy how it worked out like that. Well, you can imagine the Puritans viewed this as if they viewed Squanto as being sent by God. Right. Which actually ended up justifying centuries of, you know, genocide and all that. Right. Um, because we were meant to be here, clearly. Sure. And you kind of have to wonder that if um, Squanto had been given a flash of the future, would he have helped? helped? Out. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, sure, we have Internet and menthol cigarettes. But at what cost? Right. You know, it makes you wonder if he would have just kind of walked away back into the woods like, good luck. Right. Those 50 may have died and uh, changed the course of, you know, American history for sure. Oh, irrevocably. Sure. Yeah. So um, he helps them. He basically teaches the Puritans how to survive in North America. Right. How to farm, what to grow. Mm Mm-hmm. Get corn. Corn. Big one. Yeah, huge. Which we both know is enormous. (laughs) And... um, Let's see uh, how to hunt deer, uh-huh. how to harvest shellfish. Right. Um, and Sap from maple trees. Yes. That kind of thing. So he, 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 he saves this group of people. And um, it is true that uh, out of respect uh, for his help, and, and by this time, Squanto had been uh, adopted by or absorbed into a nearby uh, Wapanoag tribe. Right. Um, so out of gratitude, they invited Squanto and his family for a celebratory feast. Yeah. 
Which was the first Thanksgiving. Exactly. And that's the one that you'll see in uh, elementary schools around the country this uh, November. And uh, historians think that um, it actually did take place in the fall. Mm-hmm. So that, that much is on par. It's not, probably not wasn't the fourth Thursday in Thanksgiving. And I doubt if they watched any football. Or maybe they did. Sports were involved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they, they said they probably based the, um, the, the dinner on, uh, the Native American, right. uh, meal plan, which I did a little research into that. Well, let's hear it, Chuck. And if you want to honor your, uh, our Native American, uh, uh, friends here at this Thanksgiving, then you can sit down and have a, a traditional Native American meal of a bean soup. Sounds okay, nice. Yeah. A fried mash. Nice. Not quite sure what that is. I think, uh, uh, Smush corn with probably corn. like milk added. Sounds or good. Yeah. Uh, you can roast yourself a rabbit. Oh yes. And uh, chow down on some mutton stew and a little sheep's head. And I would eat all that. I would try sheep's head. I never have. Yeah. I, I, but I would happily eat all the rest of it. Yeah. And that that would be a, a traditional, uh, or you know, those foods are traditional Native American foods. Yeah. There is there's one and and like Chuck said, the this this much more this first Thanksgiving much more followed the the Native Americans tradition of Thanksgiving. Um, had it followed the the Puritans version of Thanksgiving, there would have been a lot of um, praying and not dancing and uh, basically just standing around being very solemn. Right. Um, and the Puritans had days of Thanksgiving like crazy. Um, the Native Americans in the Northeast, the um, Algonquin-speaking peoples, they celebrated it six times a year. Right. And one of them was the harvest. Sure. Which is actually found world round. Yeah, the bunch of ancient cultures uh, and recent cultures celebrated Harvest uh, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that's that's actually kind of what we do today. We still kind of celebrate it a little more like the right. uh, the Indian version than the uh, Puritan version. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the story of the first Thanksgiving, right? And uh, basically, it led to I've read I've read analysis on it, and people speculate that the the Puritans were grateful, but at the same time. They did see Squanto sent by God. Right. So, like, he had no choice in it. And ultimately, they were kind of getting along because they were about the only English in the area. And the, they were vastly outnumbered by the Native Americans. Exactly. Well, within 20 years, the children of both of these groups who were seated at the first Thanksgiving dinner were murdering one another in mm-hmm. King Philip's War. And that was the beginning of that. Right. So, let's flash forward a little bit, shall we? To the official... Uh Thanksgivings? Yeah, the way we recognize it. Right. Well, if you're talking about officially recognized, George Washington started that. Yeah, that's the sporadic Thanksgiving celebrations. Right. That marked, actually, sadly, a lot of them marked um, victories over native tribes. Yeah. Um, and Just, yeah, considering how things got started, it's that's quite a uh, kick in the face. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, if you are descended from a immigrant from the east specifically a European immigrant, mm-hmm. and you're here in the U.S. and you celebrate Thanksgiving, sadly, what you're really giving thanks for is being on the winning side. Right. You know? Um, the, the Native Americans don't necessarily take Thanksgiving the same way that uh, people of Anglo descent or European descent in general do. Um, there's actually a day of mourning that they celebrate. Right. Yeah. Near Plymouth. Yes. Just to drive the point home. Yeah. Pl- they didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on them. Right. That's the saying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but our modern version of Thanksgiving actually comes from a magazine editor. Uh huh. Right? Now, Chuck was saying, George Washington, he said, let's just consolidate all these Thanksgiving days into one. Right. It didn't really take off, though, but he was the, he was the first one to say it. 
a, a, a magazine editor named Sarah Hale mm-hmm. um, started this letter writing campaign. Now, she had actually come across the two surviving documents that described the first Thanksgiving. So she got some of it That's right. That's pretty cool. Um, but she really romanticized it and embellished it. Yeah. Um, and gave us what we think of when we think of Thanksgiving today. Exactly. You know, and what the little kids in elementary school are putting on. It all basically came from this magazine editor's imagination. Right. Um, take pumpkin pies, for example. I'd love to. I love pumpkin pies. I do too. And I'm grateful that they're part of, uh, Thanksgiving. Me I'm too. thankful for it. Um, but, did you know that it was literally impossible that pumpkin pies were part of the first Thanksgiving? Do you want to know why? My guess would be that there were no pumpkins. There were pumpkins. Okay. Pumpkins are a kind of squash. And there was squash no pie? Is native to North America. There was pie, but it, Europeans knew how to make pie. So what's the problem then? They probably didn't have the flour. Uh, they probably didn't have the milk. Even if they did, mm-hmm. still... A year after they'd been there, the pilgrims hadn't managed to build a functioning oven yet. Right. So it's literally impossible that they had pies. And I know they didn't have the Cool Whip to dollop on top. Definitely not. Yeah. Oil or cream? Right. Yeah. Cream. That's my that's my vote. Agreed. So Lincoln uh, ratifies uh, and makes it the really official every day. He, I think he made it the last day Thursday. of... Uh, no, I think he made it the last, the last day, day of okay. November. But it was from Sarah Hale. From Sarah Hale's yeah. letter writing campaign. Right. And then the Thursday thing came along. Uh, I think Franklin Roosevelt moved it up a week, and I love this part. He they actually started calling it Franksgiving. Mm-hmm. It's just to kind of chide him a little bit because he changed it up. Yeah, why did he? Uh, for Christmas shopping, I yeah, believe he did it because the big national retailers were lobbying him to extend the Christmas shopping season. Right, and uh, he did. Should we talk about turkey? Let's talk. Yes, let's Since talk about turkey. About turkey. Yeah. I know you refuse to say talk turkey. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Turkey was not a part of Thanksgiving uh, initially. They pretty much said that, correct? It was most likely venison or uh, some other sort of fowl. Wasn't there another? There was fowl. And actually, at the time, uh, if you talked to a Puritan about Turkey, they would have, that that actually characterized any kind of fowl. Oh, okay. So even if they did use the word Turkey, which they didn't, it could mean anything. But there probably were like ducks and geese on the table. Right. And we know there was also cranberry, too. Yeah, which is one thing that still holds true today, yeah. which is nice. Go ahead with the turkey, Chuck. Well, turkey was not a part back then, but it very much is now. Uh, 90% of Americans now eat Thanksgiving on turkey. And I would imagine the 10% who don't, a lot of those are probably vegetarian. I can't imagine you would choose another meat if you're not a vegetarian other than turkey. Yeah. Yeah, so, you'd have to be some sort of communist. Yeah, if we have listeners out there who do, who are not vegetarian and who opt for steak on Thanksgiving, I'd love to hear from you. Yes. That'd be very cool. But uh, tofurkey is what the vegetarians uh, prefer because they like to keep it real, keep it traditional. Does anyone really prefer tofurkey or is it done out of some sort of obligation, do you think? Uh, Like I said, I think it's trying to keep up with the tradition while still maintaining the the ethics that uh, the vegetarians hold hold Understood. Understood. That's my my guess. I understand. And I think we should talk about football. Wait, hold on. I've got more on turkey. Okay. First of all, um, we're expected to eat 46 million turkeys this year for Thanksgiving alone. Wow. 700 million pounds. That's a lot of turkey. And while we're still on uh, the topic of turkey, can I tell you one more thing? Uh, Yeah. All right. So uh, you know how tryptophan makes you sleepy? Yes. That's not the case. Tryptophan, you should explain, is a chemical in turkey, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. That That supposedly makes you sleepy. Right. And actually, it does encourage the production of serotonin, which Mm -hmm. is a calming agent on the nervous system. Right. The problem is, is tryptophan is effective pretty much only on an empty stomach. Right. 
Okay, so they've said, well, what is it about the, the turkey that makes you sleepy? It's not the turkey alone. It's actually the meal. Right. Okay, the average Thanksgiving, the serving, this mm-hmm. isn't like the whole spread. Right. Oh, this boy. is what you or I are going to sit down and eat. Oh, no. The average meal has 3,000 calories wow. and 229 grams of fat. Wow. I looked it up, my friend. That's the equivalent of six Big Macs. I was going to say, I bet you're going to put it in Big Mac terms. Bi- uh, yeah. I knew that was coming. Big Mac is like, it should be a standard measure. Wow, seven Big Macs, huh? Six. Six. Yeah. It's actually, calorie-wise, it's about five Big Macs. Fat-gram-wise, it's about six Big Macs. Wow. Um, that so, would make me sleepy if I ate six Big Macs. Exactly. The digestion. Chuck, you and I, we know and love the fight-or-flight response, right? Sure. Do you remember when, when, when you're faced with danger, digestion stops and yeah. everything? Well, this is the exact opposite. Right. Everything else slows down so your stomach can be like, oh, I have to get rid of this. Right. Because it's a carb-heavy meal. Right. And actually, with that, with 3,000 calories and 229 fat grams, mm-hmm. we would have to run at a moderate pace for four straight hours to burn that off. And we don't do that. No, we don't. No. Instead, as Chuck was saying, we, watch, we football. watch football. Yes, even people who don't like football many times will watch football on Thanksgiving right. for the tradition of it. I love football. I love the NFL. I love the Atlanta Falcons. I'll just go ahead and say that. I'm more a college football guy myself, but yes, I know that's fine. I like that too. But uh, yeah, that started in uh, 1934. The D- Detroit Lions played the Chicago Bears and lost. In 1934. And yeah, but they lost, it was the Lions' first year. Sure. The Bears were the national champs. Yeah. And they only lost 13 to 16. It's a True. pretty good showing for a first year club. Right. They only lost by three points. And, uh, save seven years from 39 to 44, they did not play football. And I believe it probably had something to do with World War II. I didn't look it up. Yeah, probably. But I doubt if that's coincidence. You know, uh, I have a theory about the Lions, actually. I think that they can never pull together a truly decent team because there's so many players out there who don't want to play on Thanksgiving and don't want to play on Christmas. Wow. The Lions have to play on both days almost every year. Robbing their families of fun. Exactly. Uh, And the Cowboys are the other team that traditionally plays, and they started that tradition in 1966. They were Johnny-come-lately. Johnny-come-latelys. And... uh, a couple of more things here. Uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is—I mm-hmm. is, don't—I don't watch it, which is—I'm um, just not a big parade guy. But if you're ever in New York City, here's a little tip: around Thanksgiving, one thing that's really fun to do. My wife and I did it one year. Is to go the day before the Thanksgiving Day Parade and uh, watch the uh, the uh, balloons being blown up. Oh, cool! You can just walk around Central Park. They're out there, got the streets closed down, they're blowing up, you know, you see Kermit on the ground, they're blowing them up, and there's just kids everywhere and parents everywhere, and uh, it's a delight. And it's not the, just the mob scene of the actual parade. I think it's a lot more fun, and that's Chuck's recommendation for New York City. Yeah, and I've learned over time that um, following Chuck around can yield some pretty cool adventures. You <laughs> could see Thanksgiving Day parade balloons being blown up. You might run into Tony Shaloub. Sure. You could find a severed head in a bucket. There's all sorts of crazy stuff that yeah. happens when Chuck. I sound around. much more interesting when I start naming these things out loud. Yeah. So, Chuck, you, you got anything else? Uh, no, that's it. It's my favorite. I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving this year. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Remember, with the stuffed turkey that's 22 to 24 minutes per pound at 325. Right. If you don't go to the trouble of stuffing your, your turkey, just uh, knock that down to 18 to 20 minutes per pound right. at the same temperature. Or you could just forego all that and sit down to a plate of uh, six Big Macs. Yeah, same result, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, until then, uh, happy Thanksgiving. And remember the reason for the season is to uh, give thanks for things you have in your life. You know, it's a busy day. There's football. There's food. There's fun. Take a short time. Reflect on things. And don't forget about the vanquished.
For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?